Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. I love you. You guys are crazy. crazy you haven't changed a bit <laughs> camp was like the bomb man and could could you do me a favor and times that by cabillion zillion like 24 7 but there's no such thing as time you just take your watches and your ipads and all that stuff and then you drop it and it never it never lands because it's an absence of time that's eternity that's what heaven's going to be like for us in christ but unfortunately, the same thing is true for those outside of Christ. And that's what their hell is going to be like. I want you to think about that. In absence of time, you're dropping forever. Okay? Just kind of empower this thought. You couldn't be around your mom or your dad, good or bad. Think about your worst enemy or your greatest ally. You could never be with them. To be encouraged, supported, to be looked after, to celebrate a win and a victory with. Guys, I'm just proud to be your friend. I had a great time. I'll be honest with you guys. Camp was like the bomb. Dot com. Okay, forever and ever and ever. I don't know how to do that. I'm old. I'm 52, okay? Dropping the mic was just a total different generation and a different time for me. But we're pursuing the same spirit, the same God, and the same purpose. And that's what makes this thing all common ground. My family is your family, and your family is my family because of our bloodline. Not our last name or address or social security. Come on, somebody, your social security number. Is this the same group? Is this the same group? <laughs> that is so cool because that white dude, he was a bad man with Jamma. But he taught us, man. Get on your box. Hello? Because somebody needs to hear what you have to say. I put it this way, guys. God's got the hard job. we got the easy job, okay? We're like newspaper carriers, okay? All we do is we wake up early. We roll our papers. We put the rubber bands on them. And we fill, them, we fill them in a cart or we put them in our bags. And all we do is say, extra, extra, read all about it for free but not good news. Jesus still saves, and our job is just to deliver good news. That's it, 24-7. Come on, somebody. That's our job. That's our job. That's our job, just deliver good news. And while I'm on this box, man, you could use your social media. You could use your in Instagram. You could use, you could use uh, old traditional pen and paper. I don't care what you do, but just do you. Do the best you that he created you to be. Come on. And live the best life that he created you to have. Come on. You know, I'm hanging out with you guys to the 18th. Okay, with, with my son and his wife and, 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 and baby T when she gets here. I already know the name. Who wants to know? Okay, okay, okay. Highest bidder, highest bidder. End of the night. Okay, never mind. Drop that right now. Okay, but putting that aside. 
We're here for a reason and we're here for a purpose. And that's why I've come here today. Not to stand on my soapbox. Come on. And try to be somebody I'm not. Amen. We're created for the purpose of loving and honoring our creator. And that's what these platforms enable us to do. So let's not take his glory, his thunder. Come on. But it's okay for us to brag on him. Come on. To showcase him. Come on. To live for him. To declare him. To glorify and honor him. It's okay. Since camp, man, I don't know if you guys noticed, but man, we were on the mountain on fire. Then we had to go back to the valley. Because we didn't just learn about the box. But we learned about the forest. Somebody say it. Stay out of the... No, you guys were at a different service. Stay out of the... Stay out of the... Stay out of the... Stay out of the woods. Because nothing good comes in them woods. But you know what? On one of those nights, one of my dear friends, matter of fact, I was the one guy. I was just about ready to get my ball on. Okay, I, I, I just got through just hanging out with you guys. And, and the night was flaming. How you doing, Ash? Good seeing you. And the, and the night was flaming, so I want I to show up my skills on the basketball court, right? And then there I am, and I just, you know me, I love to do this. I just run my mouth, run my mouth, just to make friends, run my mouth. But then I was hanging out with some guys, and I was running my mouth just a little bit too much, and I got into their heart. Remember, words have power to set something on fire or to turn something ice cold that quick. Boom. Okay. That's the power of our words. Anyway, so I was called away and I got in the cart. And, and so I went up to the chapel and there was just one cat in the front of the chapel. It was dark. Y'all were gone already. Partying at the snack shack. Somebody was hitting the haze. Other people were just kicking it with friends. But so I went to the front and I just sat with an individual. And I had the privilege and the honor of being giving a key to that person's heart. I didn't even know it. But you, you see, it was the key of influence that enabled that person just to open up his heart to me and to share this key to his heart with me. And he just started pouring out and just pouring out and pouring out. I didn't know what to say. Sometimes don't say nothing. Just sit there. Just be present. That's the power of the presence of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Jesus don't need to say nothing. He don't need to say nothing. Because really all you hear when you hand someone the key to their heart is you hear their heart beat. You hear their deep pauses. You hear and you feel their emotional energy. Just their presence. So we wrapped, we prayed, and we called it a day. Come on, somebody. We wrapped and we prayed and we called it a day. And I was honored to have been given a key. Every one of you tonight, you're going to have an opportunity to come and receive a key. You see, because it was on a visit where Jesus was talking to his intimates, his disciples. And he said to his best friends, who do you say that I am? And then somebody said, well, you're a healer. Well, you're a miracle worker. Well, well, you're, you're just an incredible teacher and rabbi. But one guy said, his name was Peter, said, you're the Messiah. You're the chosen one. You're the one promised from years ago to redeem Israel, to set the captives free, to settle all accounts so we could be forgiven, and also to bring us back over the bridge into family again with God. And 
You're the one that will make me a son and you a daughter of the living God. And we will be once again united in God's family. And Jesus said this to Peter. Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. Do me a favor. What God started in the spirit don't end in the flesh. Come on, somebody. That's the power of prayer. It keeps the line straight. It keeps our heart right. It reminds us who we're doing, what we're doing, why we're doing all these things for. Can somebody say amen? amen? And then you know what Peter said? Whoa, what honored words. Because Jesus honored him. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father in heaven, your Father in heaven wants to reveal mystery things from his treasure box that only this key can open. You see, because your secrets and your, your worth and your precious possessions, you keep locked up. You keep in Fort Knox. You got to know the code, the combination, or you got to have the key. Come on, somebody. God has keys to give out. That's going to unlock the treasure vault of heaven. And it's going to give you words that wreck your life and direct your life. And give you words that wreck and direct other people's lives. And not just other people's, but other cities' futures. Not just other cities' futures, but other countries' destinies. Not just another country's destiny, but generations from around the globe. Oh, God's got something precious to give you tonight. Now, in the same paragraph... That means in the same thought of Christ, he said this. Who do you say that I am? Peter said, were well, you the Messiah, the Christ, the chosen one of God? Jesus said to him, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Then he goes on to say this. He said, he said it's crazy. He says, for I, he says, for I, listen, listen, listen. He says this, he says, he says this, for I for upon this rock, excuse me, for upon this rock, and he's talking about Peter, little pebble. He's saying, for upon this rock, Peter, I am go going to build my church. This little peon of a man who was known for abandoning when the things got tough and denying Christ. Remember at the bonfire when he was going to get crucified? This was the man that denied Christ. How many times? Three times, correct? Three times. This was the same man. Before he even did that, God saw past. Come on. His fumbles. Past. His inadequacies. Past. His insecurities. Past. His shortcomings. Past. His mistakes. And he said this, Peter, 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 upon this rock, upon you and your forefathers, I'm going to build this thing I called my church, my body. And that's why we're here today, guys. Because Jesus entrusted the keys with some weaklings, come on somebody, some insecure, some selfish, some cowards, come on. But also some people that would love me, that would abandon for me, that would live radically for me. Those are the things that I dial in on. He says this, he says, but Peter, upon this rock, upon you little pebble, 
I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Remember who's building this group. Remember who's building this group. It's not Peter. Jesus said, I will build my church. Who's building brave youth? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Oh, I never want you to forget it. This church is not built upon the name of a man or the brand of a, of a man. Jesus said, I will share my glory with no one. I will take responsibility for my church. When it is weak, I will be strong. When it is incomplete, I shall complete it. When it falls short, I shall be the difference maker. When it's struggling on the scoreboard, I shall be the MVP, the playmaker, and they're all in all. Jesus said this, and I will build my church upon this rock, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So at the end of the day, who wins? Who wins? Whoever's got the key. Whoever's got the key wins. God's got a key for you to take home. Because you know what? You're getting ready to go from the fire to the furnace. From the zoo to the lion's den. Some of you guys getting ready to pack up to look sharp and to get back into the battlefield we call school. You know, there was another young man I was at camp and who was having this deep, intimate talk because he enabled me to embrace the key of his heart. And he started pouring out. He said, I just want to be all that God wants me to be. He says, I realize and I recognize I got to change. But there's some vices in my life. Anybody else out there? There's some vices in my life. There's some monsters in my life that I have told no one about. No one. Not a parent. Not a leader. Not a peer. Only God and now you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God's got some keys to share with you. You're going to have an opportunity when you go to school to be a key holder and a game changer in someone's painful experience. I'm excited for you. I'm just excited for you. Because that same verse goes on to say this. And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then it goes on to say this. Listen to me. And I will give you the keys of heaven. <laughs> First of all, Peter says, hey, you're the Messiah. Then Jesus says, guess what? And you're the stone that I'm going to build on. And don't worry. It's going to be more work, me working in and through you. And then he says this. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. And let me read it straight from the scripture because on every key has this verse. And it says this. And I will give you, brave youth, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I was a latchkey kid growing up, okay? That means uh, dad abandoned mom. And so mom was a single parent. Mom had to be out on the streets and wherever she needed to be to make a living for me. So she would issue me a key. And she would say this, after school, you get right home. If not, I will beat you. Uh, okay. Yes, mom. And she said, I'm going to give you this key. If you lose this key, don't worry about coming home. Mama never gave keys away. Come on, somebody. Because, because what did keys do? It kept the bad guys out and the Good guys honest. Come on, somebody. Now listen, listen. So mama gave me a key, and you know I guarded my life for that key, man. 
You have to kill me to get that key. Come on, somebody. Because keys are precious. And here Jesus is saying, I am giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Come on. If you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven, come on. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It's one thing. It is one thing for me to give you a key to my house. Yeah, you'll get some money in that drawer. You get some fake jewelry over here, and you get some wannabe clothes over there. But when you got the keys to the kingdom of heaven, everything is gold. Everything is emerald. Everything is press, priceless and precious. Everything is pure. Everything is healing. Everything is, oh my goodness, it's just beautiful. And Jesus says this to this imperfect guy named Peter. Not only am I going to build my church on you, but I'm going to give you the keys to the house. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to give you the keys to the house. You know what he was saying to Peter? Peter, buddy, you're not going to be just my servant, but you're going to be my son. You're going to be my daughter. You're going to be my son. You're going to be my daughter. And I'm going to give you full access. I said full access. I said full access to all of the kingdom power. To all of the kingdom goodness. To all of the kingdom glory. To all of the kingdom mercy. To all of the kingdom's power to forgive. To all of the kingdom. To all of the kingdom. Oh my goodness. To, the, to be the greatest. To be the greatest newspaper carrier of history of history not capital h no, excuse me not lowercase h capital h h-i-s his s-c-o-r-y his story for your life and through your life his history we think we make history we don't make nothing god settled history already in the book of psalms 139 for our lives it's not our story it's us pursuing his story for our lives. Come on, somebody. Just give him praise. Come on. Come on, somebody. Just give him praise. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't end there. Man, I wish I could say the scripture verse ends there, but it doesn't end there. He said, Peter, listen, listen, listen. Man, Peter, I've opened your eyes and, and you've responded. The Spirit of God opened our eyes on that mountain a few weeks ago. And we got revelation from heaven that would change us for the rest of our lives. We'll never go back to drinking that dirty, filthy, nasty water. We'll never go back to the other side of the tracks and go play in the woods again. No, 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 no. Because we have tasted living water and we have fed off of heavenly bread. And he says this, and I will give you the key, uh, kingdom, the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you loose on earth with these keys will be loosed in heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven because there's power in the key. Come on, somebody. There's power in the key. There's power in the key. Who gave us this key? Who gave us this key? Jesus gave us this key. Oh, my goodness. Do me a favor. Don't lose sight of the power of the key. And his name is Jesus. You know, for the next... Week and a half, I had to say goodbye to 35 fifth graders. They're my fifth grade football team, tackle football team. And I am giving them keys to be the biggest and the baddest and the most successful fifth grade tackle football team in all of Nebraska. Could you imagine me with fifth graders? 
I tell you what, man, I scared them all straight. You know what I'm saying? But but then, you know what? I, I equipped them and I mattered them right through giving them the right keys so that they could be successful. That's what I want to do to you. I want to do with you tonight. I want to give you one key so that you could be successful this next school year. Just one key. And that key has been a common theme throughout the course of the last of the last week. I've been kind of spying you out on social media. I had not planned on this, but God had put this in my heart. But the key to binding and loosing in the the key to building the church, the the the, the key to the key to walking in all that he's called you to walk in. The key is prayer. I want to say prayer. Prayer. Prayer is the key that unlocks the door. Come on, somebody. Where you can loose and set captives free. Where you can bind up the enemy. Come on. Of our souls. Prayer is the key. Where you can, you know what? You can, you can, you can, you can cause the mercy of God to rain down some, upon someone that is merciless, someone that is angry, someone that is not right. You know what, man? You have the key in your prayer where you can unloose purity and holiness over your generation so that the guys don't take a double look and, and the girls, you know what? They don't live beyond what God's called them to be. Come on, somebody. And you know what? God is not all about the outernal, external appearance. He's all about the beauty of the heart, the inside out. Come on, somebody. The inside out. You know what? If the inside is right, the outside follows. Come on, somebody. That's the key. If the inside is right, the outside follows. Man, you guys are just, you guys are making like tonight so cool and easy and, 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 and simple for me. And, and when I came to camp, I didn't know what to expect. I just wanted to hang out with you guys, number one. But most of all, I, I, just, wanted to, I just wanted to support my son. You see, because at some point in my life, I started handing off keys to him. And then now he's taking those keys faithfully. And those keys have opened up doors because that's what keys do. Amen? Open up doors to make an impact in the youth room. Not just in the youth room, but in a young person's life. Not just in a young person's life, but in the next generation of soldiers for Christ. Amen? Guess what? The, with this key, God's going to call you to unlock certain doors so you can go into that room and influence it for his glory. Some of you, you know what? You might need to go to children's ministry. Guess what? Take your key. Boom. And say, God, what do you and I need to do here? Because you put this place in my heart. Come on. For some of you, maybe it's going to be the youth. For some of you, it's going to be the youngest. I don't know. But only God does. But be open to it. We have keys for reasons. God's going to open up doors for you to start a Bible club on campus. Come on. Oh, my. Let alone lead. Lead. Maybe, maybe uh, some of your friends to Christ. Or maybe lead a mission trip here or there. or every, I don't know. But with keys, doors will be opened up. Amen. Amen. Where we at, somebody? Where we at? Where's my, where's my timer at? Where's my timer? Where's my timer? Thank you, thank you. I love you guys. See, it's not my time, it's God's time. Thank you. God is good, amen? Amen. There was a guy, and you, you, you read about him in the book of Daniel. We're not, we're not going to go there. You got to look it up on your own. Daniel chapter 6. He was in his 70s already. But he had a group of guys that he would run with from, from his early years, 13, 14, 15. And their job was to, was to become and be groomed to be rulers and administrators of the kingdom. You see, they'd been taking slaves. You see, because what happened was the enemy came in and because their parents had mishandled the keys God had given them, 
The enemy came and stormed uh, the, the hallways of Jerusalem, the schools of Jerusalem, the cities of Jerusalem, and took all of his family to, to a place called Babylon, and there they became slaves. But it was that generation, there was 13, 14, 15, it was Daniel, and then it was Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad Negro, I mean Abednego. His name was Abednego, excuse me. Um, but then they were raised up just to be warriors, but they just had a simple key, stay close to God. Okay, you see, prayer is just about staying close to God. Amen, come on, it's our lifeline, it's our communication link, okay? Now, you know what, guys, today is a very, very special day for me because my wife is here and my beautiful daughter is here. Make sure you guys love on them and, and hug them because if you see us, you see them. If you're loving them, you're loving us. Thank you so much, but, but today, on this date, August 7th, 1986, she and I got married. But we started dating September 17th, 1980. So I've known her for a long time because I asked her to go steady in the third grade. Don't do it that way. I'm glad she said no because I might not be on this platform because she refused to give me the key of her heart. But she did on that day, August 7th, 1985. 80, uh, 1985. And we're celebrating today 34 years of marriage. Come on. Oh! Oh! I love you. I love you. Wherever you at, Des, I just can't see you. I know you're small, but you walk tall, girl. But then there's a guy by the name of Daniel. And Daniel was the, he was, he was kind of like the medium silent type. You never knew he was around, but God noticed him because of thunder of his prayer life. But you see, fast forward 67 years. Okay, now Daniel's about 80 years old. And he, this guy is a high-profile administrator in the kingdom now. He's gone through four kings at this point. And you know what? All the guys that are coming up in the ranks, they start getting jealous about all this attention and favor Daniel's getting. He's getting all that stuff because the keys of the kingdom was given to Daniel by this king because this man was a praying man. Come on. When you're a praying person, you know what? It don't just influence this way spiritually, but it influences this way horizontally. Come on. It doesn't just influence the heavens, but it influences the earth. It doesn't just influence in your relationship with Jesus, but it influences your relationship with your boss, your boss's boss, and your boss's boss his boss that's just how it works that's just how it works when we start to take prayer personal and serious and we get intimate with God I tell you what God opens the doors of in open opens up the treasures of influence and he and the doors open up and it just pours over our lives and so having said that prayer is personal you don't go 34 years guys without being intimate and personal come on talking about the good stuff the bad stuff the up stuff the down stuff and everything in between amen you see that's the key come on that's the key to a good prayer life be personal with God he can handle it tap your nose and say God can handle it he can handle it okay so anyway they get mad at this guy Daniel because they issue this decree they say hey you know what you can't pray for 30 days Daniel and if you do the only person you can pray to is to the king if you pray to anyone else, Daniel, you're going to get thrown in the lion's den. So you know what Daniel did? The moment the decree was issued, he went home. Because you know what? Prayer is personal. You don't got to do it in public. Do it in private. If you're doing it in private, it'll overflow into your public. It's going to be a phenomenal thing. But the Bible says he went home and he prayed for three, day, three times that day. 
And then guess what? All the jealous people, all the haters, you know what? They reported. Come on. They snitched Daniel out. And you know what the king said? Man, I made this decree. Daniel, I got to throw you in the lion's den. Okay? I got to throw you in the lion's den. So Daniel was thrown in the lion's den. And guess what, man? That day, the, the lions weren't hungry. Come on, somebody. You know why? Because, man, because nothing could penetrate the prayer life of Daniel. You see, your prayer life is your protective covering of grace. It's the hand of God over your life. It's the umbrella that keeps the firestorms from burning down your boat or your home or your hope. It's just an amazing thing. So the next day, guess what the king did? He ran to look. He said, roll the stone away. And Daniel said, good morning, king. And then the king was overwhelmed. He said, Daniel, man. Those lions were ferocious and they were hungry. We never send full lions into the lion's den when it's a man's death sentence. We make sure they're starving. So Daniel, guess what? The God that you prayed to has rescued you. Come on out. And those jealous haters got thrown in. And you know what? They got swallowed up and snatched up. But you know what's so sad is that their kids got snatched up and their wives got snatched up too. Everything that they own got snatched up. You see, listen to me. A prayerless family is a powerless family. A prayerless church is a powerless church. A prayerless generation is a powerless generation. A prayerless relationship is a powerless relationship. The reason I'm here is because my grandma prayed for me. You don't know that. The reason some of you are here isn't because of pastor so-and-so or pastor so-and-so. No, it was because of one prayer seed that dropped, boom, into the hands of God. And you know what? God, God watered it with right people. He fertilized it with discipline. He shined over it with a, a group called Brave Youth Community. Come on. And that thing grew, 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 grew. And boom, guess what? It gave birth to you and here you are. Do me a favor. Don't underestimate prayer. Okay, because it's a key. That unlocks the door. Amen. And it could save a lost soul. It could save a struggling marriage. It could save anybody God wants it to save. We're talking about keys to prayer. Keys to prayer. I just want to give you three more. When you pray, say this with me. Ask. Ask and it shall be given you. Ask and it shall be given you. So you got to do is ask. You want to say ask. That's key is that we got to be willing to go to heaven's door and knock and knock and knock. And then guess what? If the prayer hasn't arrived, sometimes we got to go and remind, remind, remind. Come on. And then man, if just when we thought God forgot, then guess what? We got to backdoor it. Come on, somebody. Amen. We got to look in the window. We got to pray relentlessly. The Bible says, ask and you will what? Receive. Seek and you will what? Find. Knock and the door will be what? Open. But it says, you know what? Let it start right here in a personal way. Keep. Keep your prayer personal. Keep asking. Third key is this. We got to believe. I say believe. We got to believe. You see, Daniel believed that the God he served was and prayed to and communicated and relied upon was more powerful than the threats, come on, of the kingdom and the hunger of the lions. How big is your God? Come on, somebody. Come on. How, how, come on. 
How much hungrier and how much desperate and how much uh, committed and devoted is he to someone who is devoted to him than to someone who is not? I want you to imagine if your kid's in trouble, what you're going to do? Go to the moon and back. Come on. To make sure they're taken care of. We got to believe, amen, that our request isn't beyond his means. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we pray the small picking prayers. No. Let's upsize it. Come on. Let's supersize it. Come on. Let's go to the next level. Come on. Amen? Amen? From what I understand, you know, Pastor D has a vision, you know. He's ready to trump this number and get to 150 real quick so we can get to 200 in this room. Anybody, anybody out there with me? Let's start praying that in. Come on. Let's do something with the key. Let's do something with the key. Let's make this thing a personal pursuit. Come on, somebody. Let's believe the size of our God. Let's keep asking. Let's keep asking. And guys, you know what? Not just that, but <laughs> the scriptures say, when you pray, believe that you have received and it will be done by your Father in heaven. We just got to believe. Now listen to me, guys. What good would it be for us to write a wonderful letter, a love note, you know what I'm saying? And to spread it with beautiful perfume because you're fiance or your boyfriend you know is in basic training is getting ready to graduate you just want to remind him that he's that you're there still and then you 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 you, you seal it with your own personal uh and then you seal it and then you put from address to address and then you take it and you put it in the mailbox and you expect it to get there will it get there what's it missing what's it missing it's missing postage because postage gets the letter to its destination. Do you know Jesus is our postage? When we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. He's the stamp. He's the one that gets it to the front desk of the Father. He's the one who gets it into the heart of the Father. Before the eyes of the Father. You see why? Because the father loves his son so much. Amen. He loves his son so much that his son is still up in the post office of heaven. The Bible says Jesus right now is on the right hand of the father. And he's the high priest making intercession on our behalf. So that we would continue to pray and not just continue to pray so that, guess what, the answers would be on its way. Okay. Jesus doesn't just hear our prayers, but he answers and delivers. A response to our prayer guys let's not get caught up on what the answer looks like let's just thank Jesus for the end result come on amen let's just thank him for the end results sometimes because we can we can let self get in the way we could pray out of pain and frustration but then God delivers the answer and we say God what in the world's wrong with you but God says nothing's wrong with me I don't just deliver what you want I deliver what you need I don't just deliver what you want. I deliver what you need. What you need. What you need. I'm about wrapped up. Thank you for your time. Allowing me to share some of the keys of heaven. So that what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. In the name of Jesus. I'm asking. I'm believing. This is personal. It's all for the glory of God.
It's all for the glory of God. Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. Pray with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Come on. Forgive us our debt. And those who have and our debtors and those who have trespassed against us. All depends on what version you are. For, for what? Deliver us from all. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Can someone say praise the Lord? story as I close this time I was in the car talking with one of my kids and one late evening <coughs> because I had the key to my kids heart dad you don't believe man that girl wanted me to go to bed with her I told her no, Dad. Why? You know, I told her that I was saving myself for marriage. I told her that I was a virgin. She was kind of disappointed. My son, I was so proud of the way you handled that situation. See, because as a father, I prayed that for my kids. Come on, somebody. I pray purity over their life. The right pressure in their life. The strength to stand up under temptation and all kinds of evil. And then, Dad, the girl said, well, if you're not going to do it for you, then just do it for me. This girl just had a twisted background. I'm sorry, girls. Sometimes our girls are twisted, too. Our guys are extremely twisted because of the motto and because of the things that people spoke into our lives and declared over to our lives and, and knocked and we opened the door and, and we entrusted the keys of trust and influence over. Come on, there's power. There's power here. There's power here. There's power here. The devils have keys to you and he wants you to open up certain doors and have access to certain rooms. But God. He said, Dad, I told my friends what I did. Listen to me. This is going to be common when you go to school. You're going to be the minority. You're going to be different. You're going to be held to a higher standard. You're going to be called to a higher road, another lifestyle. But if you ain't got a handle on this key called prayer. If thus don't become personal. Relentless, confident. When you find yourself in the lion's den, you're going to get swallowed up. He said, and, and they laughed at me. One of my friends spoke up and said, you should have just called me. I would have took care of it. And that's sad because that's in our hearts, even in this room. Because we have allowed this key. To be mishandled and misunderstood.
I said, all right, son, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You did the right thing. If you don't pray for yourself, then pray for your kids. If you don't pray for yourself, then pray for your schoolmate. Pray for one another in this room. Pray for what you guys are trying to do in your city. Jesus has keys tonight to give to whosoever will ask, believe in Jesus' name. Receive and be faithful to do something with. All we got to do is bind and loose. Come on, somebody. Amen. All we got to do is works of faith. Come on up, son. With every head bowed and every eye closed. However you feel that, son. The things that, that God has entrusted me with. Maybe you feel like you're the prodigal son in this room. Maybe you feel like, like God has given something to you and you've squandered it. Or maybe you've, you've accepted the keys from the enemy. Maybe you've accepted keys from bad influences in your life. And today you just need to, you need to decide in your heart, man, I need a new key in my life. I need keys to heaven. I need the resources to heaven. I need the power to heaven. I need the Holy Spirit from heaven. I, I, I need the access to heaven. If that's you in this room tonight, I'm going to ask you to be bold and to step out today. We have these keys all over here on the front of this stage, the keys say this. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. But here's what I would ask you today. Don't come up if you don't understand the responsibility of carrying this key. This key is just a token. It's just a symbol. But today what you're really doing is really you're making a spiritual commitment to say, hey, the keys that I am picking up today, I am taking into my schools, into my workplace, into every single influence and area of my life, and I'm going to live for Jesus. And I'm going to call down on his resources. And I'm going to build a rock that Jesus is going to build his house on. Come on, if you feel like that's a responsibility that you're, really, that you're willing and ready to pick up, come on, right now, I want you to come on a count of three. One, two, three. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I want you to grab that key. Just with an act of humility and appreciation, why don't you find a place just to kneel? And as you hold that key in your hand, I want you to hold it near your heart. Because the Father is giving out keys to the house to keep the bad out and protect the good in. He's given keys to sons and daughters that He's calling to bind and to loose.
the very blessing and the resources of the heaven of God. And also to set prisoners, strong men and women free here on earth. Your Father, your Father wants the key to influence your destiny and direction in ways you have only scratched the surface on. He wants to take you deeper into His chamber and His inner heart. And He's given you a key. You have to have faith and believe. You have to ask. You have to pursue with a desperate passion. Oh, He's wanting to bless His children. He doesn't just freely give these keys away. But He faithfully wants to resource you and wants you to know how special of a treasure you are. I love you, God. I worship you, Lord. I love you, God. I worship you, Lord. There's none like you. There's none like you. There's none like you. Now, I just want you to have that intimate conversation with God right where you're at. Pastor's already started, started the dialogue. Father, thank you so much for opening our eyes this evening to the wonderful assets and resources of heaven. Thank you so much for entrusting you Entrusting us with something so special and so tender and so precious that we can have easy access to your heart and to all of you. Now we choose to exchange the same and give you free reign and rule in our hearts. Oh God, sustain us, empower us, and direct us. Father, we also ask, Lord God, that you forgive us and you free us for the mistakes we have made because we have not taken influence, trust, and these areas of our life as serious as we should have. Father, free us from shame and from guilt. Free us from fears and from doubts. And now flood us, Lord, I pray. Flood us, Lord, I pray. By faith, God. Flood us with grace and flood us with mercy and, and flood us, God, with direction, God. Now, now flood us with your power, God. Oh, God, flood us, God, with a fresh anointing from on high, God, and a new perspective, Lord. Never again to take for granted, God. This precious thing we call prayer and its keys to our intimacy with you. In Jesus' name, do something with those keys. Thank you. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, if you're in this room today and you say, man, I've, I've never given my life to Jesus, but today I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe you say, I've never given God access to my heart. We're going to close in just a few moments, but I believe this is the most important part of our service. Come on, on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand, put it up and back down. If you're saying, man, I just want to say yes to Jesus for the first time. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. One, two, three, go. Come on, come on. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Come on, anybody else? Thirteen, thank you, thank you. Fourteen, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, come on. Would everybody stand up to your feet with me today as we close? Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. 
I believe that you died and rose again. I believe that you live today. God, I give you access to my heart. Give me keys to a new life and a new purpose. I give you my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And come on, can we clap it up for Jesus in the room today? Yeah, hey, and one more time today, come on, can we honor the man of God that God has sent to our house today? Man, amazing. Hey, listen, come on, hey, listen, before we break today, I have two more announcements. Listen, next week is senior night. Hey, Alex Cortas, John Salas, and Mia Rivera are going to be bringing the word next week. It's going to be a night that you don't want to miss. And then the day after uh, senior night, we're going to party and turn up at Tropical Park for SummerSlam. It's going to be incredible. Hey, man, if God touched your life before you leave today, I want you to tell three people what God spoke to you through this message. I love you, and we will see you next week. Peace. Hang on, guys. Hang on real quick. I want you to take this key by the end of this week, and I want you to open up your Bibles with it to Daniel chapter 6. And I want you to read the end of the story. Because of time, I couldn't go deeper into it. But once those guys, the enemies of Daniel, got swallowed up by the lion, the king made a decree to all of the kingdom that they would serve the God of Daniel. And Daniel was promoted and given the key as the second highest commander and leader in the known land at that time. God rewards people that are faithful with his key. Daniel 6, by the end of the week, get it in you. Do me a favor, put this somewhere significant. So when you see yourself failing or getting weak, Pick it up. Go back to it. Allow God to remind you of what he did in your life on this night, August 7th, 2019. I love you. Thank you guys for letting me share life with you. You guys rock. Yeah. Good night. You're dismissed. Thank you. for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.